，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Taiwan's rescue team returned home from Turkey on Wednesday after more than a hundred hours of grueling work in earthquake-stricken areas. Over a five-day period, the team of 130 rescuers and five rescue dogs worked nonstop and rescued three people from under collapsed buildings. Team leader Huang Bochun said he was honored to have helped, adding that among his three overseas missions, Turkey was the most unforgettable. After 10 days in Turkey, 130 people and five rescue dogs, part of Taiwan's search and rescue team, came back home. 由行政院张政务委员及内政部林部长等代表致赠感谢花束。Interior Minister Lin Youtang and Turkish Representative Mohamed Berdibek welcomed them at the airport. We are full of gratitude. Over this period, they worked so hard and completed their mission under very unforgiving weather conditions. I really appreciate their help, and they saved three souls. So you saved three souls in Turkey. We really appreciate. They have helped us very much. They've helped with so much. From 8,000 kilometers away, they flew to Turkey and immediately went on to help so many people, and they saved lives. It's really quite something. Our efforts were recognized by Turkey. We've helped the country more or less. I think it was worthwhile, even though it was cold, really cold. When I was in Iran at minus four degrees, I didn't feel so cold, but under Turkey's minus four degrees, I couldn't stop shivering. This is the third overseas search and rescue mission led by firefighter Huang Bochun, who said Turkey was the most unforgettable among them. I've led exactly three overseas search teams. This time, I've also felt most honored, and it was unforgettable. Now I have frostbite on various parts of my body, so it's felt in the bones too. Though many parts of Huang's body were frostbitten, the pain cannot compare to that experienced by Turkish locals affected by the earthquake. The rescue team's relentless effort once again showed the world that Taiwan can help. Following the earthquake in Turkey, the Mediterranean port city of Iskenderun is seeing a surge in theft and burglary. The Turkish government is deploying armed soldiers as stores close. Our reporter Wu Chenhan reports from Iskenderun. Because of the earthquake, many hard-hit areas are seeing an increase in crime. Reports of theft and burglary have emerged from many hard-hit areas. Armed soldiers patrol the streets. They pass by a store building that had been deformed. Remaining stocks were lined up at storefront, leaving them vulnerable to burglars. The police had put up barricade tape and officers stand by. This building is in relatively good condition, but because many stores can no longer stay in business, no one's here. Stores on this street had been locked up. Here in Iskenderun, a port city in the southern province of Hatay, which neighbors Syria to the south, 
theft and burglary are on the rise. To curb the rising crime, troops are being deployed to patrol the streets with higher frequency as the sun goes down. They are checking the streets and also our house because most of thieves from the other cities are coming here to find out uh, the jewelry goals or something like that. That's why soldiers are 24 hours visiting the different uh, corner of the cities uh, to protect our house. That's why soldiers are in streets. The Turkish people inside, they have respect for the soldier. We have a trust for them inside. So psychologically, uh, the people must feel, you know, relaxed and comfort. That's why uh, when we see the military here, people may feel, you know, uh, they are protected by the government. To the south, the city of Antakya is also seeing a rise in store lootings. Armed soldiers are being deployed to keep crime at bay and properties safe. President Tsai Ing-wen on Wednesday attended the Empower Women, Empower LAC Forum, where she discussed Taiwan's policies to promote women's empowerment. The event was attended by representatives of many Latin American and Caribbean nations. Among them was the president of Paraguay, who thanked Taiwan and the International Cooperation and Development Fund for helping small and medium enterprises led by women in the aftermath of COVID. Please give our VIP guests on the stage another big round of applause. President Tsai Ing-wen and Paraguay President Mario Abdo Benitez posed for a group photo with representatives from allied nations in Latin America and the Caribbean. The ICDF on Wednesday held the Empower Women, Empower LAC Forum. There, Tsai discussed her administration's efforts to achieve gender equality in Taiwan. In 2019, Taiwan finally became the first country in Asia to legalize same-sex marriage. Over in the government, 40% of our lawmakers were women. That's the highest ratio in Asia. On the front of economics, 37% of our enterprises are women-led small and medium enterprises. Many of Taiwan's allies bore the brunt of COVID. To help them, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs commissioned the ICDF to launch programs to provide technical assistance, educational training and financial services for women-led small and medium enterprises and Taiwan's diplomatic allies. From Paraguay, from Guatemala, from Honduras, from Belize. Women who benefited from the programs were in attendance at the event. Together with his wife, Paraguay's president spoke about how the programs had helped women in his country. I would like to thank the RSC Taiwan for providing 5 million US dollars in funds so that these programs can be implemented more concretely. Taiwan can help continues to be a main theme in international events with friendly nations. Reports say Tsai herself may go on a state visit next month and perhaps even give a speech at her alma mater in the US in May or June. Tsai did not comment on the reports. Still, now that the pandemic is waning, it's time to get back on international visits on her last year as president. The DPP Central Executive Committee on Wednesday approved new anti-corruption regulations that prohibit suspect party members from holding positions in the party and running in elections. Previously, people who had been found guilty for crimes involving organized crime, drugs, firearms or money laundering were prohibited if the party judged it necessary. 
The new rules say anyone who has been prosecuted for those crimes, regardless if they are found guilty, will also be banned. The change also broadens the scope of crimes to include sexual assault, sexual exploitation of children and participation in illegal organizations. Rules are also tighter for party members who were disciplined under now-abolished gangster laws. Previously, they were not allowed to run for office or work in the party if they had been disciplined in the last 10 years. In the future, anyone who had been disciplined will be banned altogether. The new rules still have to be approved at the party plenary in July before they enter into effect. School catering companies are cutting back on eggs in kids' meals due to rising price of eggs nationally. On Monday, the wholesale price of one caddy, which is 600 grams, rose from 50 NT to 52 NT, a new all-time high. Many families are skipping eggs at home and school meals are relying more heavily on soy products as a source of protein. We spoke to a nutritionist to find out if that's a good idea and how to ensure that you get balanced sources of protein in your diet. Egg prices are soaring sky high again. School catering companies have been forced to adjust their menus, reducing the number of eggs in meals. What we're doing is basically adding some vegetables on top of the eggs. For example, things kids like, such as onions, sweet corn, and tomatoes. For the protein, we're using vegetable-based proteins to make up the difference, such as soft and dry tofu. The catering companies stress that although eggs are on the menu less than they used to be, vegetable proteins will make up the difference. Meanwhile, on the popular discussion network PTT, netizens are discussing which foods they've stopped buying due to soaring prices. The top three are chicken cutlets, handshaking drinks, and eggs. Soy products, seafood, fish, and even beef and pork can all replace the protein from eggs. Of course, there are some nutrients which are more particular to eggs, such as lecithin. We hope that people eat a balanced diet, because when you consume a varied diet, you can get the nutrients you would get from eggs from other sources. This nutritionist says that vegetables and animal proteins are all useful in their own way. To some extent, they can replace each other. But nutrients found in eggs like lecithin are great for treating blood clots and atherosclerosis. The key is to make sure you eat plenty of different healthy foods. The order we recommend for protein consumption would be soy first, followed by fish, eggs, and meat. We suggest an average of one egg a day. That's enough because an egg contains about 190 milligrams of cholesterol. We usually recommend a maximum cholesterol intake of about 300 milligrams a day. Nutritionists say children can handle more eggs than that each day, but patients with cardiovascular disease should be more careful not to exceed their daily cholesterol limit. Semiconductor giant TSMC has approved a performance-based bonus totaling more than 121.4 billion NT to be handed out over the course of the year. With the current 65,000 employees, that's an average bonus of about 1.87 million NT per person. But not all is looking rosy in the future. Berkshire Hathaway has disclosed that it has cut its holding of TSMC's American depository receipts by 86%. After the news emerged, TSMC shares shed 20 NT to close down 3.67% at 525 NT on Wednesday. Let's hear from an analyst.
低谷的时候爬上来哈。The holding was a very important force that propped up TSMC shares from a valley. So how will the world interpret this sale? There are still mixed views. Meanwhile, Goldman Sachs has been buying more shares. It is a normal market transaction. I think there is a bit of an overreaction to Berkshire Hathaway's cut. On Wednesday, foreign investors sold a net 8.1 billion NT. Trading volumes of TSMC shares tripled to more than 60,000. Analysts say some investors, mostly retail investors, may be fretting over nothing. Overall, the TIEX closed down 1.42 percent following a fall in U.S. shares. The fall comes after the announcement of a higher-than-expected January Consumer Price Index in the U.S. at a 6.4 percent twelve-month increase. Former Finance Minister Lin Zhengguo on Wednesday thanked a team of doctors at Taipei Veterans General Hospital who treated his heart problems. The 85-year-old official had experienced tricuspid valve regurgitation, a condition that causes blood to flow in the wrong direction in the heart's chambers. Thanks to minimally invasive surgery, Lin was able to recover quickly. Former Finance Minister Lin Zhengguo, who is 85 this year, thanks the medical team at Taipei Veterans General Hospital. During the Lunar New Year break, Lin was sent to the emergency room due to severe tricuspid valve regurgitation, which even triggered heart failure. I often went on walks and felt tightness in my chest, but I didn't really understand much about the tricuspid valve. I had already had heart surgery, so nobody dared give me any guarantees of what the results would be after another operation. Lin underwent a catheter-based repair treatment for the tricuspid valve. Recovery time was minimal, and he was able to walk around the following day. Currently, this kind of treatment is only covered by the national health insurance under some conditions, meaning most patients still have to pay big amounts out of pocket. Although they cover some of the costs, it is conditional. We need to collect information on the patient and send it for review. The catheter itself already costs one million NT more or less, but during the procedure, other instruments are used as well. So altogether, it exceeds one million NT. Doctors warned that big temperature swings can cause patients with cardiovascular disease to experience more severe symptoms. Tricuspid valve disease and other cardiovascular conditions do indeed get worse when it's cold and when temperatures change quickly. All that puts pressure on the circulatory system, and it makes it more likely that the conditions worsen. It's hard to control. When the weather is cold, underlying cardiovascular diseases that are not manifesting any symptoms could start showing symptoms. If that happens, it's time to go see a doctor. Doctors say warning signs to look out for include dizziness, shortness of breath while walking, and swollen feet. If you see any of these signs, go to a doctor, as it can mean problems with the tricuspid valve. If you want to become an internationally recognized baseball player, you have to start young with professional training. Maybe learning to pitch and bat as soon as you can walk, right? Well, not necessarily. In fact, a young pitcher aged just 19 years old has just signed with a baseball team in the U.S., having only started competitive baseball training in his first year of high school. It's pit pitcher Sha Zichen, who has signed a contract with the Oakland Athletics for $425,000 U.S. dollars. Let's hear from him. <laughs> When I started playing baseball, I wouldn't even dare think of playing in the U.S. 
If I had said anything like that back then, people would have laughed at me because I wasn't good enough. Getting this opportunity to put my skills to the test in the US is unbelievable, but I know very well that this is just a ticket to my dream. There's still training and more goals to achieve. I'll keep working hard. My first impression was that his physique and coordination were great, but I noticed that his pitches were not too fast. After two or three years watching him, I noticed he had been constantly improving all the way until now. Before getting competitive training, Shah had played for leisure with a local baseball team. Back in middle school, he threw balls at just 123 kilometers per hour. But after graduating from high school, the speeds shot up to 147. It's thanks to his constant improvement and determination that the scout took notice of him, allowing him to start a new chapter in life. Last week, Jilong shoppers were astonished by a surprise performance by pianist Xu Zhechen. She held a pop-up concert in a shopping mall in the city. It was a tribute to the people of Turkey as they deal with the aftermath of the horrendous earthquake that struck on February 6. A native of Jilong, she was born blind and is now an internationally sought-after concert pianist who was trained in Austria. He says he particularly enjoys playing in public places because of the down-to-earth atmosphere and the chance to connect more deeply with the audience. His hands fly deftly over the keys. A beautiful melody soars out through this shopping mall and its hubbub. Many shoppers pause to listen and enjoy the special occasion. This is Jilong's celebrated pianist, Xu Zhechen. He's playing Mozart's Turkish march as a tribute to the people of Turkey. I wanted to play the Turkish march, even though it's a very happy tune, because I wanted to inspire people's compassion. If any of our friends in Turkey are listening, I hope it can bring hope into their hearts. She performed a pop-up concert at Jilong's E-Square Mall last Friday afternoon, selecting a wide program of piano pieces. Many listeners went away deeply touched. I've got tears in my eyes. No matter what struggles we encounter, it's enough to make us carry on with courage, really. 39-year-old Xu was born blind. At the age of three, he could pick out the notes on a piano to a tune hummed by his grandfather. He began piano lessons at the age of five, and at 13, he won first prize in an international piano competition for visually impaired youth. He then went to Austria for further training and has been invited to perform around the world. But despite his pedigree, he loves to play for passing crowds in Taiwan's public places. I think the atmosphere is very down to earth. Otherwise, if you play in a concert hall, you're very far away from the people. It really feels like we're performing somewhere high and lofty above them. But in fact, as performers, we feel very lonely. But in public places, you can connect with people up close. For his final encore, she even sang while playing. Through music, he hopes to create connections with everyone around him, even his friends on the other side of the planet. 
Sneaker lovers, take note. A new exhibition called Sneakers Unbox Studio to Street has opened at the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall. The exhibition features some 300 pairs of sports shoes of NBA stars and Taiwanese Olympians. The exhibition showcases the history of sneakers and how they have evolved over the years. Our reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a closer look. The exhibition features 300 different sports shoes from different eras. Walk into the exhibition and there are sneakers from the 1920s all the way to the present day. The exhibition hopes to showcase the history of sports shoes and how it has evolved from mere sportswear to status symbols and fashion statements. The two pairs of shoes on display here are shoes produced by Converse in the 1920s and 1930s. The company has a history of 100 years. In the 1920s, Converse were worn by basketball players. In fact, in the past, as we can see in this exhibition, a majority of these shoes were tailor-made shoes for athletes and focused on particular functions. Later on, due to consumer demand or endorsements by artists or sports stars, different shoes were produced and not only worn for sports, but for casual wear as well. Another area features sneakers worn by several Taiwan athletes, such as Olympic weightlifting gold medalist Guo Xingcun and Xu Shujing and marathon runner Tommy Chen. There are also shoes collected by celebrities like Jay Cho. In addition, there are sneakers from the Air Jordan History of Flight series, as well as shoes signed or worn by NBA stars Shaquille O'Neal, Scottie Pippen, Penny Hardaway, and others. The shoe exhibitions that consumers often hear about are mostly second-hand trading markets. But our exhibition meets the requirements of a museum, with 24-hour temperature and humidity control. The exhibition is divided into four themes, street styles from different countries, designers, brands and collaborations, innovations in sneaker design, and sneakers made out of recyclable materials. The last area of the exhibition focuses on the current trends in footwear, which is sustainability and environmental protection. All sports brands are experimenting in this area. For example, using plant-based materials, recycled materials such as marine debris, or using recycled materials from the shoes themselves to make new shoes. The exhibition will be on at Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall until March 5, 2023. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Lee Hunt in Taipei.